I just always assumed you were doing Sid's voice. You know, it was just you. You were pretending to be Sid half the time. It was kind of like some sort of memento type deal or. Yeah, just I have multiple personalities. It's like Tim's wild show. Yeah, pretty much. You know, like that's kind of what, you know, uh, I always thought. I never know the perception of people of us because I go to GPs and shit and like no one walks up and says hi to me. I'm sure people like see magic and has shirts, but like no one says shit ever. Our episodes, everyone has like 100 or 200 downloads or some shit like that. And then it's like Tim's confession episode has like 500 downloads. I'm just like, holy shit. What is the confession episode? That's the one where I was like talking about working at a high school, patting down kids when they walk in. And then I, I talked about growing weed. And then John and Jason are like, geez, are you trying to get the FBI called on you? But I like I talk about like three different like crazy, highly illegal bullshit that I was doing throughout the episode. But it- For all intents and purposes, all claims and accusations are hearsay. And I would just like to say I have no convictions to prove this. Um, when I think about the episodes, I think about the Wingstop Kenny episode, the first episode where you guys talked about him and told the story about the strip club and stuff. And then the episode where you did the parody of uh, Morrow. Hopping in my car, bitches! And then I think about the BBD episode. BBD! Happy chin, keep your nose in. You best believe in a man slain with a grin. It's a no win when you play him. Body's fallen. It looks grim, you best turn in. Quit napping, no stalling. Are you all in? Cause mom's calling, you forgot to check in. Listen, pumpkin, quit falling. Blood's clotting. Here's a napkin, that happened. Man, it's happened. Pitch slapping. Hope snapping. Life sapping. Thirst trapping my man. Brian Braun doing. Braun doing it on Twitter. Those are the episodes I think about. Magic and Hash. The ones that stick out. That's awesome. I put a lot of time into the Morrow one. That was fucking, that was fun to do. That was crazy, dude. I listened to that not that long ago. I like listened back to it and I was just like, fuck, man, we were so crazy. That's John, though. John's like the one that really hates Morrow. So like, that's kind of his baby. He came up with the voice. He went with it the episode before that. And then I was like, do you guys want to actually record that? And, the, and they were, everyone was like, sure. So like we reco- recorded like an extra half an hour and did it. It was fun. And I can't remember. There was one of the I interview episodes cool. where I don't, I don't remember if it was John said something. And then Sid was like trying to talk, but you, you kept laughing a little bit, Sid. Like I laughed there with you because I was like, oh, he's trying to hold it together, but he can't. You know what I mean? Like I can't remember which episode it was, but. I think it was Mark Nestico. That, that was the epic, epic one where it was the, the two-parter. I don't give a fuck about him. I'd like you to answer my question. You're pissed, and that's cool, dude. I just want to get some answers out of Mark. Fuck, John. I'm listening to you ramble about shit. What you're hearing is like when a when a person that talks a bunch of shit in real life. I would hope that that there would be some sort of like integrity. Oh no. my god, do you really believe that? Definitely one of the most stupid trolls I've ever dealt with. That shit was fucking awesome. But like Sid the whole time was like, holy shit, this is madness. And John and him are just yelling back and forth. And that was the first one I put like epic music to. That was fun. We've been in talks with, uh, who have we been in talks with? Well, there was that time that, uh, what was it? Kevin Jones. We were going to have him on after he was in the worlds, I think. Yeah. But he was just like, no, I'm too famous to fuck with y'all. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I feel unsafe. Close the door. What is going on? Christine. I am shooketh. What the fuck happened? Boston Market is Uh supposed to be my happy place. Yeah. And I can't go there without getting recognized. What? When I ordered my food, 
Yeah. I was waiting. Okay. And the lady said. What? She said, order for Christine. Okay. She knew my name. Because you gave it to her. I don't remember giving her my name. She knows my name. She knows who we are. No, it's because, we can't no, come here. No. We're too famous. I can't go here anymore. No. It happened at Starbucks too. That's what they fucking do. No. It yes, it is. Then why does the lady at Taco Bell know my order? Because she, you go there once a fucking day. No. She, no, no, no. Used to be I, mean, I, know a few, I know a few people that I could ask if you guys wanted to talk to somebody that was like, I mean, I know like, let's see, a few pro tour top eighters like uh, Andrew Shrout. Andrew Shrout. He's a Kentucky guy. Like I've known him for years. And obviously Trey Van Cleve, the uh, the notorious cheater guy. Trey Van Cleve. <laughs> yeah. I used to hang out with him a little bit. Paulo Vitor. Paulo Vitor Domodorosa. The best thing to come from Brazil since Blanca from Street Fighter 2. Oh, oh. I talked to him for like three weeks trying to get it to and it fell apart. We get Jason Alt from Brainstorm Brewery or like uh I don't like that guy, Jason. I was on an episode of Magic Nash with him one time. Not Magic Nash. Or not uh Cats from Exile with him one time. I don't know, dude. That episode pissed me off because he was talking about retards filleting people, and I said that I liked getting filleted by retards because their mouth was so slobbery. And Ryan cut that joke out, and I was just like, what the fuck, dude? And he's like, well, what you said was really offensive. I'm like, so it was super funny, though. Sid, what you said right there was really offensive. Mental retardation is not a joke. Let's go to music break. I'm a what retard. We talk you can We can Hello, yeah, hello. And we recharge, and I got stutter. In my backyard, I have fun with the gutter. My favorite food is bread and butter. It's so beautiful, how butterflies flutter. I like to play with shoelaces, it's so much fun. Play cowboys and Indians with a plastic gun. My mouth all dried up, cause it's always open. Cause bogeys on my lips, cause my nose always runs. No one wants to challenge me at my game chess Because they know I would beat them because I am the best I just beat all the rest And I got a double A star On my test I got big glasses, they make me look really dumb Rolling with my teddy bear, he's my best chum Liquidized food, fill my tum, yum yum My teeth are all crooked because I suck my thumb With the retards Coming to you With the retards Is the retard crew With the retards You know how we do all right, what about Spencer Holland from uh, Constructed Criticism? I have no idea who that is. I'm going to be honest, I don't know that podcast. Like, I... What about Jerry? I, have you guys not asked Jerry? I'm sure he, he does any podcast that asks. Jerry Thompson? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that like, that'd be cool. Jerry's I like Jerry. Really nice, and like, he pretty much will do any podcast that asks. You know, um, BBD was awesome. Like, the thing is, like, once he listened to it, I think he was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> but, but like, I still talk to him from time to time and shit like that. But it's like, 
we did like Nazi episodes since then. I'm Matt Hoover. And we've done like, we've done the gayest episode ever. Don't be such a prima donna. We've done like all these crazy episodes. It's like, why would anyone want to be affiliated with our show? And that's why I love it. It's fucking awesome. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I think like you have to realize that it's it's an adult show. I understand magic is either going to go to a kid audience or an adult audience. And if people realize what you guys are, like right off the bat, they shouldn't be offended once they see what it is. And there's literally hundreds of magic players that smoke weed, you know what I mean? It's including people on the Pro Tour and stuff. I uh, smoked with some of the Italian guys. Let's get an intro in here. Let's get an intro. This is fucking good. My eyes are red. I've been burning. I've been burning. Here's the reason why. My eyes are red. I've been Alright, welcome to Magic and Hash. My name's Tim. You might know me from Aethercast. Where does Nicol Bolas keep his armies? In his sleeveys. And joining us from Cast from Exile. Who do we have? Howdy homies, it's the gutter guru, Sid Swami. Bring in the beef this week because i'm beefing with uh everything going on magic related at the moment we're gonna get into that later though a man who's passing out more beatings in louisville than morrow received as a child sean corp bitch i bet i would what's up with you hoe bitch you smoking drunk bitch you know bust like 44 when i spit that flow because we this is sean corb from louisville kentucky I won a classic a few weeks ago for the standard in Louisville, Kentucky. And I'm a longtime listener and first-time caller and a big fan of Magic and Hash. Tell us about some of your history. What else have you done in your Magic career? Well, I have, uh, I've been playing since beta. And I qualified for the Pro Tour in 2008. Um, wasn't able to attend due to illness. <coughs> and took some time off for Magic, came back. Been mostly focusing what, on SEG events. What kind of debilitating illness did you have to overcome that kept you from playing in the Pro Tour? Was it the rickets? No, it was elephantitis of the penis. <laughs> well, it wasn't something so, um, you know, glorious. I have a colon disorder called diverticulitis, which is really a uh, poopy. So to speak, but it was shitty. Uh, my colon burst, and I almost died in 2010, and it kind of sucked. But uh, yeah, I came back and just focused on open shit and playing in the open since then. All right, are you full of shit? Yeah, not anymore. I was back then. At times, now full, and then I empty very quickly. Nice. So, where do you live currently? I am a Louisville, Kentucky native. My local game store is Empire Comics, which is the brick and mortar for CardHouseGames.com. CardHouseGames.com. One of my favorite web stores, and IcarusMagic.com, which is their magic side of the web store. That's awesome. So you just won the Louisville Classic SCG. What's the difference between a Classic and an Open? Well, Classic is a side event on day two. They're a larger side event. They're like more like the Classic Opens of a one-day event. As many people sign up as possible. They, I do believe they cap it at some point, but I don't know the exact number. 
and uh, you just play down to a top eight, and it's just like the original Opens that were back in the day before 2014, I believe, is when they split it to the two-day format. Did you scrub out of day one, is what happened? No, I was at work. I had to work. I couldn't play in the uh, Open. So you took first, and you were running Ronomap Red. Yeah, I have no idea. I just called it Red Deck Wins. I love aggro decks, and it was the best aggro deck. And obviously, I just stomped everybody I played. I literally lost two games all day out of six rounds and then the top eight. So how many times were you able to pull it between rounds to keep yourself relaxed to be able to get that championship victory? Uh, like, probably three or four times in between every round. Like... It was awesome. Like, I literally could have jerked off all day, and it would have been amazing um, simply because... That's why I'm a red player. Yeah. Like, 15 minutes tops per round, and then I was outside hanging out in my car. It's called Run-A-Map Red because of that, that Run-A-Map Desert that you can shoot people with. Like, how often do you activate that and, like, shoot them? A lot of the games ended with me just activating that and Hazaret to kill them. If I had Hazaret in play, I was literally just swinging with Hazaret and shooting them as much as possible in the face with Hazaret's ability. Like, he's just gonna shoot in their face every time. That's Hazaret for you. Dude, I love it when Hazaret shoots on the face, dude. <laughs> My eyes, the goggles do nothing. It's so sexy. Yeah, it's good. Get some god load on them chin. <laughs> Hazaret is in a porn. What, what god is he trying to bang? Erebos, of course. Please don't assume Erebos's gender. I think Bantu. Bantu's got the mouse. Oh, we're going current. Okay. Bantu and Orchestra. Is that the other one? Orchestra? Orchestra the true. Three and a white for a 3-6 double strike. Indestructible. Legendary creature god. Catcher the True can't attack or block unless you control at least three other creatures. For three and a white, create a 1-1 one, one white warrior creature token with vigilance. I'd hit that. Orchestra, like, he's got a weird cat head, but a nice body. I like that. The cat head is pretty sexy. <laughs> you know, I love blowjobs, so I don't know if I could really go long term, because, you know, sandpaper tongue is no-go, but... No, but that's what you have the crocodile there for, that big mouth, you know? Yeah, but who wants to fucking cuddle with a crocodile after you fuck him in the ass? It's, plus butt sex, it's probably pretty awesome. They just got the body and, you know, the whole dead thing it gets me going. Well, see, I always thought Xenagos was, you know, sexy from the waist down. <laughs> um, I, I grew up on a farm. I, uh... Just want to make sure I have enough goat cheese in, in the fridge at all times. Uh, I'm talking about real cheese. Fuckers. So Hazaret, he'd just be shooting on people's faces. You activated the Ramanap ruins, but do you think that you just kind of like was able to nut draw your whole way through the tournament, or were there any matches that were like really tough? Uh, yeah, I had to play Energy twice, and uh, those those matchups are pretty close to 50-50. You know, they're the worst matchup for the Ramanap Red in that particular format, and uh, like you just had to get a perfect draw and hope they don't get several Bristling Hydras out. 
and the world of Virtuoso. You know, as long as you can avoid him and Bristling Hydra, you're pretty cool, and I think I did that pretty well. And I think it was just early damage and then evasion and then getting in the last few points of damage with Hazard and the the land. It's so great that World of Virtuoso is such, like, a key card in standard right now because, like, I love drafting that. He is a... I mean, he is a great card. That's one of my favorite cards in standard right now with Glorybringer. Like, I would never play Energy, but I really like the deck, and I wish there was, like, a... You know, just the blue-red mid-range tempo deck, that's what I would really want to be playing, like something like Delver, but in standard if it was out there. I think there's almost viability. Sid was talking around the Magic and Hash group for like a mono black, but I think mono green, there's so many cheap, like effective green creatures, but like green green. Ronus's last stand. Create a 5-4 snake creature token. Your lands don't untap during your next untap step. You could play that later on. I mean, the untapped mana, you can play around it. I think that's so fucking doable. I think there's a Stompy deck in Standard. I think, you know, with the Green God being really good, Romanus, or however you say it, the Indomitable, I don't know his name, you know, but he, with him being in Standard and everything, I think, like, that is a deck where you just, like, put a bunch of beaters in there, like dinosaurs and just other efficient creatures and just go to town, you know, turn them sideways. I think it's Ronas, and... Ronas is kind of a sexy bastard, too. He's got some fucking sick abs. You just want to lick him. Ronas, the Indomitable. Two and a green for a 5-5 legendary creature god. Ronas, the Indomitable, can't attack or block unless you control another creature with power 4 or greater. Two and a green. Another trigger creature gets plus 2 plus 0 and gains trample until end of turn. He's a snake. And shoot all over his face. Like hot spread. <laughs> Chicks love that shit because he's got that slithery tongue. Spicy. Yeah, green stompy. And because everything turns into five power, right? And at that point, when you're making these big green efficient creatures, you look at the cheapest way to make double strike or the cheapest way to get in damage. So you're going you're gonna to pair it with maybe red. And that gives you glory bringer. What's the cheapest way to like push mass damage through sure strike? I mean, yeah, well, I would say sure strike and about, Since you're talking about new cards... And just like green stompy, old growth dryads. One green mana for a dryad. It's a three-three, and it allows your opponent to do an effect that's similar to a rampant growth, whenever it enters the battlefield. Would that be playable? Since we're going ahead and just playing the most power and toughness for the least amount of mana possible. But when you play in limited, it sucks because you put them turns ahead of you and it's like limited is all about tempo trying to like push you know as much power ramp out curve as best you can and i think he was bad and limited but in standard where them having extra mana but they can only play certain number of cards out of their hand either they're play they have a bunch of like five or six drops or they're playing a bunch of like little shit and it's like you're gonna be playing these three threes that can block their little shit so i think he's good i mean he blocks two threes which is kind of like the standard for one or two mana. Well, the issue is that you're going to run into like a control deck that's going to want to efficiently get rid of him, like with Fatal Push or just some other small removal spell, and they're going to be able to Fatal Push and then leave up a counter spell because you ramp them into three mana as opposed to just having two where they might have to deal with like a, like a, I really like the two two for red, for one red mana. Um, he gets a plus one plus one when you sing with another guy. Rigging Runner, one red for a one one first strike goblin pirate. He has raid. If you attack with another creature, it gets 1-1 counter on it when he enters the battlefield. But uh, And I also like the uh, 
the Ripjaw Raptor as well too, like the 4 5 for 4 that lets you draw a card whenever he's uh, dealt damage to him, like that guy's amazing, like he's my favorite, like Ripjaw Raptor is my favorite card from the new set, like I think he's just gonna blow up on standard very soon. So what what are you going to do in standard Ramanop Red? Are you going to continue with a new version of that? Or are you looking into making a Ripjaw Raptor deck for standard now? I have definitely been working on like a Grixis deck, just like a pirate deck. Yar! Team's not going to call you back! Kind of just very synergistic with all the pirate stuff and just removal and that kind of thing. It's time to reset Satan. Everybody on that ship! And then I've also been working on a red-green dinosaur deck, just Ripjaw Raptor. All of the cards that you want to see, the 4-4 four, four for 5 that brings a 3-3 with them, gives other dinosaurs haste. Regisaur Alpha. Rile Up, just all those cards, the 5-5 five, five for 5 mana with Trample and Haste. Charging Monstrosaur. Like, yeah. Reality Smasher was great. This guy is, you know, an uncommon. I can't get over the the dinosaurs are just so synergistic and they're just great for for an aggro deck. Charging Monstrosaur. One that's a five five for five haste trample is probably the best card in the set, hands down. Every time I see that guy, he ends games very quickly. And a card that I like is the three mana zero one with haste, and he can copy any attacking creature. Tillinolli's skin shifter. Now, if you're going like a green stompy monstery type deck, you could like play him and then swing in with two by fours or whatever. There's a lot of super efficient green creatures that are just being underused because people are going like more synergy fast or control. So, I mean, how viable are dinosaurs really though, Sean Corb? I think they're viable. I think that you just have to get the right build for it. You know, like any red green aggro deck, and I think like they have, there's enough now to build around and maybe you need to add a few extra cards like Bristling Hydra and maybe you just make it an energy shell and do Tamir and just add some blue cards for the stuff that you don't have, but I think the dinosaurs have enough with the alpha creature. You think you run the Odebeck Huntmaster, one and one red for one, two human shaman. Dinosaur spells cost one less. Tap, target dinosaur gains haste until end of turn. The one, two for two mana that makes dinosaur spells cheaper? Yes, I definitely think you do. I think ramping is great. I want to ramp in any way possible, and there's no Birds of Paradise, so give me that guy. So here's the spicy thing that I've been kind of having an eye on this week is some Tezzeret and Treasures, dog. You know, like you're playing your treasure-making cards, and you're playing your Tezzerets, and you're playing some really sweet improvise cards. Waka waka. Like, I think that that might be a deck. And it has a little combo in it that I'm sure everybody's seen already with the uh, Marionette Master and Spell Swindle. So. How does that work, Sid? Well, so you have the Marionette Master that has uh, the. What's the keyword that they make servos or one one counters? I forget. Kaladesh was a long time ago. It's like forge or uh, uh, create. I think or uh, engineer or <laughs> engineer. <laughs> I think that it's something like this, that. <laughs> this is what happens when you get stoned, though. Fabricate, fabricate, fab, fabricate. Okay, so she has fabricate three. Marionette Master. Four black black for a 1-3 human artificer. 
Fabricate 3. Whenever an artifact you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, target opponent loses life, equal to Marriott Master's power. You can have her be 4 power, or have 3 servos. So, you would throw her onto the battlefield, and then hold up Spell Swindle, which is a instant from Ixalan. It's 3 and 2 blue, and it says counter target spell. You get X treasures, where X is the converted mana cost of the spell that was countered. So you have her out, you counter like a 4 drop, and then get rid of those treasures and you hit them for like 16 and then attack for 4 and then that's 20 maybe you win maybe 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 and then maybe you win what's the most efficient creature that spits out treasures well you've got uh, a 2 drop that makes a treasure when it dies that's you know a 2-1 for 1 and a black I'd rather have ETB, though. Well, so there's a 3-drop that's a 1-4 that makes a treasure when it enters the battlefield. Yeah, Sailor means. You have the Goblin for 2 mana, too, and red. But we're going Tezzeret. Well, Sid's black-blue deck. You could go red. Can't you play Grixis? It seems like you could go Grixis pretty easy. But go you know. red-red is in a 3-color deck. Yuck. I know it's hard, but... Well, it's standard, so you have, like, good mana. I you mean, have making the Spire Bluff Canal, yeah. And I think that that would be a good deck for Bantu's Last Reckoning, because if you have treasure, then your lands untapping doesn't really slow you down as bad. Oh, shit. Sid just broke Bantu's Last Reckoning. Ooh. I've been waiting for that card to be something. Like, I feel like a three-drop removal or mass removal should be a thing, but... Maybe I'm wrong. No, that card is so good. Well, Tesseret makes treasures too, but they're not called treasure. They're called Ethereum or something. Ethereum or something. Yeah. What about the five mana removal spell that gives you two treasures? Is that too expensive for standard? Yeah, right? But you get two treasures. Yes. It like ramps you right to your win. It's a sorcery, so it's not good it's not good enough i don't think no it would, I, I can't see it being played costly plunder though you can start sacking your your artifacts to, to draw two cards for two mana well you if you go the grixis route you could play makeshift munitions in it as well then it allows you to sacrifice a treasure or a creature or just any artifact for that matter to do one damage i don't think it's playing like a creature uh, heavy strategy though honestly I think it's more on the controller side and really your only creatures will probably be like a few good treasure makers and the marionette master that's it so you guys we talked about energy earlier that's the deck moving forward in standard that lost the least amount of things because it Almost the whole deck is in that block. or It's all energy producers and stuff like that. And that's the deck that won this last SCG Open. So thoughts about that deck? Uh, it seemed pretty efficient. I think there was a few numbers, especially on the sideboard, where like some of the cards were just seemed kind of wonky. But, you know, uh, I think the, the the team that won that, I think they're the metagame gurus or whatever. But, like, they looked really good. The deck seemed like it was well put together. It seemed like they've been looking into it for a while, you know, so... Like, I'm not going to knock it. It seemed like it was good to me. Like, I think, honestly, if I think 
I saw the finals and like I was like I could beat this guy playing with a red deck. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Like, and it's no offense to the guy that lost, but I think like he missed a few opportunities in that match. Oh no! Oh no! And maybe I'm just talking shit, you know. But I think I could have beat that guy. Yeah, with red, you gotta go for that life too. I think he was just kind of like, uh, you know, you kind of just have to focus your 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 resources onto one thing and you're you're right the life source should be the thing you know just kind of ignore what they're doing as much as you possibly can you know just kind of do your own thing i think that he wasn't doing that he wasn't just using his life as a resource and sometimes you just have to take some damage and just kind of ignore what they're doing and you know ignore their blockers to the best of your ability but you know there was a lot of just bad cards for this matchup in in that finals matchup and I was just like, ugh, like, for me, I just kept feeling bad, like, for, like, Red Deck Men's guy in that match the whole time. Like, I was just like, oh, he's playing that now. Oh, he's playing that now. See, that's, I see that a lot of times where really good players will just take on the deck of the week or whatever. They're trying to go long game with, like, an aggro deck. But, I mean, they obviously got that long in, in the tournament. So they do know how to play the deck well. At that point, you think it's just kind of nerves or he fell apart or, like, or he's just used to playing a different type of deck or some shit. I think you're just tired. You know, think about playing two days of Magic straight, and then like I can say after me, after winning that tournament, after nine rounds, I was exhausted. And after two days of Magic, you're going to be even more exhausted than that. And playing a simple deck like Ramanop Red, or just not to say that aggro is easy to play if there's less decisions in it, than playing uh, a complicated deck like Soul Tide Energy. You know, like if you can avoid playing like a complicated deck like that, just focus on a red deck lens. Even with red deck, you're gonna miss things. Like literally in the finals of my tournament, when I won, at one point I had a shock in hand and I had Hazret in play and I paid the three mana to shoot due to two damage at them with, with shock. Like literally, I won the game doing it, but they were like, why'd you do that? He was playing Mardu vehicles. I was like, I don't know. I thought maybe I had a counter spell. I was tired. I've been playing Magic for nine rounds. That's my, that was my only excuse. But you fucking won. Tell him to suck a dick. That's what I'd say. Yeah, for sure. And if you and if you look at Andrew Jessup's list, like the Death Gorge scavengers, like I think that card is just not gonna see much play after this weekend. Once you see like the pros, like at the World Championships, like, I don't think you're gonna see you know Death Gorge scavenger. In my opinion, I think this standard's pretty pretty sweet. I might try to get back into it. But uh, what do you think about limited? Say, you've been you and I have been both been playing a lot of this this new Dino set online. What's your favorite and worst archetype well so i've just been playing drafts mostly um i did great and sealed like on the pre-release weekend and whenever it first came out on magic online but ever since i've been doing drafts i just haven't been able to um i've only had one winning record in a draft out of maybe like nine drafts now so it's been going pretty rough for me. I love pirates though. I think blue black is great. It just never seems to be open. Like the good pirates cards will go pretty quickly out of the pack. Um, I think the worst archetype is probably the red black version of the pirates. Um, it has like a lot of aggressive play, but this is like a really mid range kind of format. There's a lot of big creatures at common, and um, aggro just doesn't seem to be that good and limited right now. I agree. I've, I've tried that red-black archetype quite a bit, and the big player in that deck that you get as at common is the four-mana haste explore guy. And even as a 3-3 for four mana, 
and like being able to spry or draw or whatever, uh, like maximum value. Him swinging in, he's just like trading a lot of the time. Or you just like play him and he just sits there as a 2-2. And it's like, at two mana, you have like all these crazy like beaters and shit. You have good removal at like three with the, you know, red, red one does three. If you raid, you does six. Like you have some like good play like really early on. And then once you get to like four and five, you're like five mana, three, two that shoots something with a shock. Yeah, man, uh, I've just found that the way to go is just trying to be big. Like, I've drafted decks that I would think in other formats, like, would be able to get somewhere, but then I just get outbigged. <laughs> like, even dino like dinosaurs are, you know, big uh, power toughness creatures, but even like the black white vampires or the merfolks, they can just get big boards that are like swarmed with little creatures and it's just really hard to like punch through if you're trying to play like you know a, a low to the ground red black or red white aggressive deck and the reason i think that pirates are so good is because of the disruptive nature of pirates you know like they reward you for attacking with a lot of you know, cards that maybe would you wouldn't chump attack if you didn't have like these cards like Dire Fleet. Um, I think it's like Dire Fleet Scavenger or something. He's three and a black for a three three, and uh, you destroy target creature that was dealt damage this turn um, when he enters the battlefield. Fathom Fleet Cutthroat. The other good one is the, the other Dire Fleet guy. He's like two and a black. If you attack, they discard a card. Jedi Torment. Like, that guy is sweet. And then if you're going blue-black, you can play the one and one blue Siren's Ruse. Uh, flash your guy, and he comes back. If it's a pirate, you draw a card. So you basically draw a card, and then they discard again off of him. You're just like, oh, that's fucking disgusting. I'm really excited about black-white. Like, the whole time I've been doing this, like, going wide with black-white, just putting out a bunch of 1-1 one, one fam vampires and then oh, the vampires eventually like working my way up to something big like Bishop of the Bloodstained like I love just playing that guy he's the one that does the damage to, to your opponent for every vampire you have in play or they lose life pardon me I want to suck your blood yeah that guy's that guy. great very powerful <laughs> Bah. Yeah, he's sweet. I like, uh, the thing is, like, a five drop, he does kind of have, like, the Grey Merchant kind of aspect, but it's like, Grey Merchant also had the life gain, which sometimes you would, you would really need that aspect of it. But I guess if you're going vampires, lifelink along the way, you know, right? I want to suck your blood. I mean, that's the best part about vampires is you can leave some people home and just kind of, or go wide and swing. And, like, there's a little bit of evasion to it because you have a few of the, like, the... There's the 4-4 four, four for 6 mana. Like, I like that guy on the top end of that deck. Like, uh, they can, you can bring him back right by tapping three vampires. Because if you have a bunch of little weenies, you can play that guy as your, kind of your finisher, you know? Deathless Ancient. 4 black black for a 4-4 four, four flying. Tap three untapped vampires you control. Return Deathless Ancient from the graveyard to your hand. What do you think about Wanted Scoundrels? It's a 1-1 one one black. I've played this card a lot when I do the Pirates. 
He's a 4-3, and then when he dies, he gives him two treasures. But, like, I think he's got some standard playability. A 4-3 for two mana is just, like, so efficient. And then giving him a couple little mana, like, turn four or five, is that really a big deal? Well, like, uh, for, like, a roll deck, like, something to block with, and you give it ramps you up a little bit, you know, gives you the extra mana to do things with. Like, that's just where I want to see him at. It's, like, out of the sideboard to block, like, against red deck wins or something like that. I think he's really good. But again, control, I guess. They kill him, get their mana to, like, counter you later. Yeah, I mean... I mean God, he's so bad against control, yeah. 4-3 for 2 mana with a drawback has been good and limited before. Um, it's probably still good and limited now. But in Constructed, I don't think that's, like, a viable creature. All right, if we're going vampire deck, we have Anointed Deacon for, again, five mana for a 3-3, three, three, but he gives a vampire plus two plus so every turn. And you have all these life linkers, you're just going to send three power every turn. That seems good. Oh, I think we lost Sean, man. He's gone, bro. Nah, he's gone, dude. We have, like, a totally deep talk for, like, a half an hour where you're gone, or, like, you know, 20 minutes. Really? So I'm back, by the way. Cool. Like I thought that was that was a good combo, right? It was like now we're gonna suck each other's dicks for a half and half an hour. All right. So. Oh man, there was dick sucking, and I missed out on that. God, Sid. So anointed deacon, five mana, three three that gives a vampire plus two plus zero. Do you think that has any standard viability? If you have all these life linkers sitting around, like three power. Oh no, dude. I I don't think so at all, dude. God, I just feel like. That ability, it's just so much value to just be left on the table. I mean, oh, there's enchantments in red that do that. Here's one that I played today that I think may have some standard potential, and it's Vance's Blasting Cannons for a three and a red. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may exile the top card of your library, and you get to play that card until the end of turn. But I think you can't play lands off of it. I think it like you have to cast a spell. But when you've cast your third spell of each turn, it flips over into a land. It's a legendary land, taps for red mana, or you could play two in a red and tap it and it deals three damage to something. I think that's like your Ramanop red, like cyborg tech right there against a uh, control deck like if you can resolve that thing after they do like a uh, fumigate or something you're gonna get back into that game i think there's less ways to kill that than uh, chandra so it's like it, it does have a lot of viability like sideboard from ramen up red you know alongside chandra because they can't really respond to that as well as they can chandra what do you think about like an aggro like in a ramen up red you run you throw like swashbuckling and and uh, brute strength so, I mean, you have Trample and then, like, Haste, plus two, plus two, like, all these two-mana, like, shits. I mean, is there so much removal right now where it's, like, loading up a dude to hit for seven one turn is, is going to really set you back? I mean, if you play black, you could always play Duress alongside to see if the coast is clear. I don't think it's reasonable, you know what I mean? I think you'd want something that gives evasion. Like, Trample is pretty good. But I remember like playing a deck back in the day that had the card Madcap Skills. And Madcap Skills was an aura from Gatecrash that gave a creature plus three plus oh and menace. And it cost one and a red. Um, yeah, it was 
very powerful, and I remember that seeing play in Standard, but like Rancor was another one that I remember seeing play, but unless there's like a lot of hexproof creatures, they don't really play auras too much in Constructed, I don't think. Like, all the aura decks I've ever seen kind of abused the whole hexproof thing, because hexproof is broken shit, man. Yeah, and like, there's not, they don't print hexproof enough now to make a viable hexproof deck, but, um, yeah, I think Sean went offline here. Sean's having some problems with this connection. That 3-3 three, three hexproof do for 4 mana, that merfolk dude, he's a menace in limited. They like get him and they put a couple enchantments on that guy, that guy, that's fucking tough. Or the unblockable 3-2 merfolk guy. I mean, there are some players in limited where you're like, you see him, you're like, ah, gonna have to save removal for that guy. Dude, it's so hard to beat like a blue deck in this format. I think blue probably is the best color. I was thinking it was red when I first started playing, but like every blue deck I play against, be it blue green, blue red, or blue black, they just are so fucking good. And blue is never open. I, I noticed that. It's like I've been beat down by like a couple Merfolk decks in like the last round. But they were like insane merfolk decks. The three mana tap your guy down for two turns. It's like a huge player against all dino decks. That gives them the time to kind of like go wide. And at that point, you're swinging in and they'll chump a couple merfolks. But like they get the unblockable guy. They get the two mana enchantment that gives plus two, plus two and flying. And they're getting in so much damage. Like even when if I'm like huge dinos and I'm like very efficient, it just like it falls apart against that shit, you know? What is all these weird-ass sound effects happening? You've got, like, all these computer sounds. That's Sean. Sean trying to get back in here. Hold on. Oh, dude, Sean's computer is going to explode any minute now, dude. That thing sounds sick. Pretty fed up with drafting Ixalan. I think I'm just going to play Sealed from now on. I would like to play more sealed because like, I feel like I do well in sealed. I draft, it seems like it falls apart really quickly. If you don't draft like gangbusters the whole time, like if you try to shift pack two, like you did in your last draft set, like your deck is just terrible. Like you need synergies the whole way through. Yeah, but that's like forcing something, man. That's just not how I roll, dude. I just look and try to see what's open. Or if I opened something crazy like I did in that draft, I was like, oh shit, I could probably play this 8-drop. I'm going to try that out. <laughs> I'm, I'm back. I'm back. But what I'm saying is you're not forcing it, but even if you're like in one color, like you're red, you're going to be drafting more pirates and shit, and then you're like, all right, well, I'll take this 4-2 dinosaur. All right, well, I'm obviously pirate heavy. Now I'll cut into this other color. And once you get like a decent uncommon, and you're like, all right, well... Oh, kind of do this, but you are kind of drafting towards a certain thing, but you switched to dinos because in pack two, you got that mythic rare. Yeah, well, I opened a mythic rare in pack one. It was a black orc four four menace death touch. Dire fleet ravager. Three black black for a four four menace death touch. When dire fleet ravager enters the battlefield, each player loses a third of his or her life rounded up. Seems simple enough. 
This is a really fucking lame mythic, but it was the best card in the pack, so I picked it. But then second pick, I got like uh, three, a red and a green for five, five trample, and it deals one damage to each creature. I'm like, well, this uncommon's even better than the mythic I just picked. So I picked him up. And so like, you know, firmly in three colors from <laughs> the first two picks, you know? That's cool. So it's not like I totally switched gears in the middle of the pack. It's just in pack one, black looked insanely open. So like I picked up a Vanquish the week and there was some other red pirates, you know, like the Firebrand, uh, that guy's cool. And a Pirate's Cutlass, that's a pretty good one. But then it's like pack two, well, here's this fucking eight drop, you know? And I'm just like, oh my God, dude, if I play this shit, I'm just gonna win. And it was like so much better than all the black cards I had drafted in pack one. And I already had these kind of like red dinos cards and a little bit of green. So I was like, all right, let's fucking rock this shit. I always draft dinos as kind of backup. It's like, all right, here's a really efficient creature kind of on color sucks he's a dinosaur but whatever and then eventually like i'm just gonna be dinosaurs the pirates cutlass i noticed that like two of them is really killer because you get one almost every game but when you have three of them it like kind of falls apart it's like there is a limit to how many i think you that you play one pirates cutlass per five pirates in your deck that's like the ratio you got to go for if you have two pirates cutlasses but you only have like four pirates in your deck only play one of them, dude. Like, you gotta sideboard that other one. I've just been a big fan of Merfolk. And I've been, like, doing the blue-green thing a lot, and it's worked out really well for me. I think the synergy works for Merfolk, and a lot of people just pass it because they feel like it's not dinosaurs and it's not pirates, so just push it. And I think you'll pick up a lot of stuff just by happenstance at the end of the draft because everybody else is just letting the stuff go by, you know? And I think you'll get rares that way and some great... Like the unblockable uncommon, the 3-2 for 4. I think that guy's really underrated. Like, I think he's great. And the combat trick is insane. The river, whatever, for 1-1 one one green, you get to put a counter on a creature and a merfolk. But usually you're just, like, two merfolk at counters. Like, you get the unblockable guy. You get the guy who says all creatures with 1-1 one one counters are unblockable. But, like, you hit him and you're just, like, done. Because you have all the explorer guys. Either him and the, him and the miracle grow guy are just great great like payoff cards for going into the merfolk like the um the guy who gets plus one plus one for each non-creature spell you play deep root champion that guy that guy just can get out of hand oh yeah like, miracle grow i wonder if you could play miracle grow in standard i tried that back when Quirion dryad got reprinted miracle grow is such a cool deck man i just think that there's so many cards you could play with that and, you know like a tempo deck kind of where you're just like okay i'll burn you out eventually but i have this nine nine deal with it is there a card in standard that gives a creature where it can make it unblockable for like one blue mana or is that rotate out i'm not sure no not anymore i don't know if there's like any thing that makes them unblockable you can give evasion pretty cheaply with open the wind or whatever one and one blue gives plus two plus two and flying i mean that kills in limited just to be like early evasion lot big power just right in your face Hey, Sean, the rampant growth dryad, the 3-3 three, three for one mana, you put the 2-2 the two, two flying thing on him, so he's yeah, skin for five I, on, I think on that two. is. I think that would be the best way to utilize him, is just make him a 5-5 five, five for three mana and just swing and get in there and get the get the game over with as quickly as possible. That's the best way to utilize that guy. You can even run the two mana sorcery that makes a 5-4. I mean, you're, you're basically just making a seven power dude in the air. 
Oh yeah, we're high as fuck now. We're talking about this deck, dog. <laughs> Dude, that is efficient power in the air. That is really good, though. It's not terrible. And there's the uh, the functional unstable mutation that's in standard two right now. I like this. I like this. It's like the red unstable mutation. I don't know what it's called, but you know. What does unstable mutation do? It gives it plus three, plus three, and it gets a minus one, minus one counter each upkeep. So the the turn you played, it's a thir plus three, plus three, and then the next turn it's plus two, plus two, and so on and so forth. Consuming fervor. That's a good card. I like that. I played the uh, I back in Kaladesh. I ran the two mana four three. Speaking of two mana four threes and limited with a drawback, Sid. And he, he basically, you had to discard, but usually you just discard whatever, and then you put Consuming Fervor on him. On turn three, you're hitting him for seven. There's like, crush your fucking face. Yeah, it's good shit. Was this something you did in a draft one time? You didn't do this in standard, did you? No, God, no. Okay. <laughs> I have respect in my LGS, only top tier decks. Is that why you're always hanging out in the alley? I, I noticed the picture that I think it was Drill Bucket. He put a picture of you like in the alley. I hang out there because, you know, we get to do all our drugs in the alley as well. You know, we can do smack, spank, road sodas. Anyway, there's a lot of nerds in the store. You don't want to talk about pot in the store. So we always go over there and they can hang out with the uh, Magic and Hash ruffians in the alley. And that's where we, we do our hijinks. Sean, where do you hang out in between rounds? Uh, you know, there's a tattoo shop and there's a bar connected to my LGS. So I will go over there and eat food because the food is amazing. And there's a tattoo shop across the street. I will sometimes go over there, but, you know, I don't really get tattoos from that place. It's kind of like a crackhead central, you know, like they're a scratcher type deal. No real LGS is really cool, though. I mean, like, the thing is, I'm like divorce dating again and like i've dated some girls who who like magic or whatnot and then we go play magic and i realize how much of a lame date taking a girl to the local game store is because even if a lot of the decent players are there there's a lot of goobers sitting around and you don't want your lady sitting there for an hour sitting across from goober who's treating her like a piece of shit because she's beating them or like goober who didn't shower I mean, that just puts a bad image in the date you're trying to, like, rail from behind in 30 minutes, you know what I mean? No, that's a good thing, because that makes you look so good in comparison. You're like, look at this guy, you could be going home with him, but instead you're going home with me. So definitely take your girlfriend to the local LGS and be like, look, it could be much worse. Don't listen to Sean Corb, because that girl's gonna think, I could be doing anything else right now. See, you don't go for a whole tournament, you just go for one round and be like, alright, see, this is what life could be like, then I'm gonna take you someplace better. See, I dropped after one round, and she, like, gave me blowjobs in the car, and then, like, we rolled off and, like, did shit. No, that's what you do between rounds. Like, one FNM, Bella, and I, we fucked between every round, and she was playing Bant Hexproof, and I was playing Mono Red. So, you know, we, both of our matches were over, and we just kept banging each other. We were so relaxed. We ended up playing in the finals. And then just started having sex on top of the game table. It was the best FNM ever. And everybody got promos. And it was guys to sand trap. And you were texting me during that saying, yo, Bella's hitting that shit again. I was like, sick with bragging. All right, I'm going to go rub one out. Must be nice. Yeah. All my girlfriends hate magic. They're like, fuck you. Don't go play. I'm going to break up with you. I'm going to divorce you. I hate you. I hate magic. Stop doing that. 
you have overcome that though. You have a gorgeous new girlfriend. You've been posting pics on Facebook. Shout out. Does she, she hate magic too? She, she just doesn't magic. know what it is. She will eventually grow to hate it. She just doesn't know what it sure. is right now. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Trish, uh, you can check her out at Valentine underscore XOX. She's a suicide girl. She's a hopeful. Uh, she's on Instagram. You can check her out on there. She's beautiful. Thirst trap with Sean's girlfriend. Do it for the do it for the Duggets, man. I will have her post about Magic and Hash on her Instagram. She has like thirty thousand followers, so I assume only half of those are bots. Duggets, clickbait. Whoa. Do you use beard beard wax or or beard? Butter. I, I I will occasionally use regular old conditioner on the beard, and that's it. Other than that, it's just comb and and and, and scissors. You just run cum through your hair. Uh, you know, if it makes it a little stick up. I mean, my hair is pretty nice, I think, with the with the cum in it. What is that on your ear? Is that is that a hair gel? A comb. Oh, dude. Sean looks good though, man. Sean looks like a sexual Frank Lepore, you know? You've been toning up boner alert. I get the Frank Lepore stuff all the time and the Brad Nelson stuff occasionally. Hitting up the gym. Gym life. I saw Brad Nelson at Kroger the other day. We were all getting beer after work. And I was like, Brad! And he locked his car door. Looked very scared. He's like you know a children's tv show character and one of my friends actually bought him a bottle of water at a tournament and like he was like brad can i get the money for that water and he was like you bought it for me and gave him the nod gave him the nod like no thanks you know cool thank you so sit if i was going to fuck some skank what do i do first oh you gotta get you a fucking a jimmy hat and some of them dental dams and then just wrap it up all right, wrapping it up. Sid, where can we find you? Uh, go holler at me over on Twitter. I'll be uh, tweeting every once in a while at the Sid Meister. Um, and of course, you can follow us on YouTube over at Magic and Hash, SoundCloud, uh, anywhere fine podcasts are sold. You can head over to the Patreon and show us some love with your duggets patreon.com forward slash magic and hash we have reward tiers um i think one of them involves us jacking off into a bag and mailing it to you uh you don't have to get the jack off if you don't want but if you do want it then uh we will send the spunk to you at your address so you can get your wife or girlfriend pregnant and have my kid to hang out and play magic with. It's actually any form of DNA. So you could get a hair follicle, whatever we're comfortable with you request. We'll let it happen. So no, I'm going to toss it into a fucking sandwich baggie, Tim. That's how I roll. All right. And a man who's going to be spitting hazard jizz in your face. Where can we find you, Sean? Any, any, anything Sanity Last Chance is always going to be me pretty much. So I'm on Instagram and Twitter as Sanity Last Chance. I don't think there's an E on the end of it. And then I'm always talking shit at magic tournaments in the Midwest. So you can find me in Kentucky, Indiana, Ohio, Illinois, just talking random shit and hanging out and hopefully wearing a Magic and Hash t-shirt at my next event. So. And uh, what's, what's your ladies info again? 
Oh, it's uh, Valentine underscore XOX, and that's on Instagram. She also has a Facebook page and a Twitter as well, so you can check her out. It's Trisha's real name. She's amazing. So, And you can purchase a Suicide Girls account if you want to see her completely naked, as well as many other hot girls on there. All right. Hit up Sid. Sidmeister76 on MTGO. He will be drafting later tonight some terrible deck that he'll probably drop and then draft again. Hit us up at magicandhash at gmail.com with all your inquiries. Magic underscore Timmy on Twitter. Tim Kempter on Facebook. Hit any of us up. We'll add you to our Facebook group. Thanks for getting blissed with us. Peace out. Kalechi. See, everybody got a story to tell. Well, here's mine. My pain's deep. I've been through hell. I managed to survive, so I got a story to tell. Listen, I stand victorious. Make the sign of the cross. Look, I'm here to be the voice for every friend I've ever lost. Let me pray as I put together my hands. I've never been ashamed to tell you the person I am. When it comes to doing drugs, I've never been a rookie. But hold up. Let me tell you about the places that they took me. I haven't showered, it's been possibly a week And I'm so deep in a psychosis, impossible to speak That coke is in my arm, now it's impossible to sleep My throat's numb, closed shut, so it's impossible to eat Losing weight's a part of my daily routine I always use against my will, just praying I was clean So nod your head if you understand what I mean When I was growing up, I never thought that I would be a fiend, ever My life's tumultuous, it's never getting better Another abscess from my arm is getting severed My exquisite vision, depiction of dereliction, living Living conditions, malicious on a mission All these green tree cops, look, they all know me by my first name Paramedics had to revive me, this ain't a game I've worn the same clothes for like the last ten days And look, I wanna do better, but I don't know a different way Completely all alone, I'm sitting in this room I empty out the bags, brown liquid in the spoon I have to do a lot, can no longer do a little The water's been added, I place the cotton in the middle I'm sucking every drop up into this plastic device As I am tying off, I'm trying to find a decent vein of strike I shove it ever so gently up underneath my skin as I'm pulling back the plunger to this blood in the syringe I push it in and try to drift away to heaven But criminals like me, that's never the place that we're headed The guilt, shame, remorse, and regret I never address And I'm a mess from all this pain and this anguish I'm filled with stress, overdoses, I'm emotionally broken This ain't a joke, I'm smoking on a Newport I never have any hope This is me, I'm feeling like I don't deserve more I feel disgusted as I'm pushing on this burnt chore Someone stole the vinegar in the midst of a blackout Another shooting gun Gallery, another crack house On the porch, welcome to hell is on the floor Man, I'm glancing at my arms and all I ever see are sore tracks I'm feeling filthy, dirty needles with the orange caps Peeking out the window, someone whispers Lock the door latch We're blasting off, departing from this mothership I look around as others search the carpet for another hit Crest whitening strips of Mach 3s I'm on a suicidal mission till these cops try to stop me We boosted every day, selling steaks for half price Any dream I ever had was shattered by glass pipes Glass rows Devil got me in his lasso Enter the gates of hell and I didn't even have a passcode I'm hard-headed, I will never learn my lesson You know the drill, commit a crime and get arrested The misery never ends, I'll spend another week in jail I don't have friends, family never paid my bill So I would withdraw and kick on that concrete floor I feel I've had enough, but my body is screaming more The food is horrible, but I haven't eaten in days No reason to call home, cause I got nothing left to say I'm tired of this jail, I don't ever wanna see prison Look, I'm tired and exhausted from the 
this life that I am living I would get a couple days clean and say that I was done But every time I got released I was back on the run It's back to thieving, lying, robbing and ripping and running These problems I don't solve them, I'm crippled and sick to my stomach I hang with prostitutes and these deadly degenerates I'm homeless for the moment but that's really quite irrelevant The only thing that matters in life is my next high I gotta be willing to change and give it my best try I'm a servant and this heroine's my king I'm feeling like a slave as I dangle from these papa strings I'm just a marionette, I'm staring at death as I am carrying regrets that are just tearing through my flesh We're dealing with a topic we're so careless to neglect We're dealing with a dilemma leaving every parent stressed I'm so sick and tired though of being sick and tired But then it finally happened motivated by desire I hit this point I wanted to change, enough is enough My effort's been exhausted and I'm tired of being stuck My faith is never blind and my future I barely see But overnight was open-minded, I had this moment of clarity So it begins and it's essential I believe Cause if it worked for you then it just has to work for me Through all this pain there's gotta be a positive message I talked about the past, now let's talk about the present I'm no longer living that way for me, it's a blessing But with one bad decision I am back in that obsession An 03 was diagnosed with hepatitis C I utilize the bad, it's always been the fuel for driving me And then you ask me why do I give us my all I'm not trying to see rest in peace on my Facebook wall I got clean in 05 and started rapping I started touching lies, I never thought that this would happen The shit today, trust me it isn't heroin It's killing everybody in the comments are disparaging No one cares or gives a fuck that I'm clean for them Another deadly overdose is just something to say Look, I pay attention to every post that I read As you were sitting there judging in front of your iPhone screen Talking about these dying addicts and how they are worthless And if they put a needle in their arm then they deserve it But that's someone's mother, someone's uncle, someone's daughter And that's someone's aunt, someone's son and someone's father As I rap, the shit is giving me chills And I'm speaking off experience, that's how I know it's real These ignorant motherfuckers will say it's not a disease And look, I really don't care, you can believe what you believe I don't care to argue, I don't gotta give you proof Listen, I was not, you don't gotta defend the truth Incurable, progressive, and fatal, unless arrested I'm expressing aggression with every sentiment confession Once a junkie, always a junkie, you're boring me The last time I checked, there's one ultimate authority I'm sick of these remarks and opinions from all these critics Cause if you've never lived it, then trust me, you'll never get it Be quiet, you're not allowed to speak about it If you've never lived it, then you're not allowed to speak about it how often you forget the only time that you should ever open your mouth is to eat a dick Everybody is dying, it makes me sick This isn't an epidemic, this is more like an apocalypse So when I struggle, it's only right that I fight And my experience recites on how that diamond saved my life Look, you don't got a clue what I've been through When I was at my worst, you couldn't walk a mile in my shoes I survived a lot, so it's only right that I smile When I'm aware of my surroundings, I'm no longer in denial I'm blown away by every message that I get It gives me motivation, it's the reason and I never quit. never quit We gotta do this together We must trust, must trust. There's no you There's no me There's just us just I'm doing us. this with courage I'm doing this with pride I'm doing this for every single friend That's ever died I dedicate this song To anyone that's lost a loved one So live your life Cause tomorrow may never come Be grateful for your past Embrace it Don't get embarrassed Every day there is more children Growing up without their parents, without their parents. I felt pain Look I'm not afraid to, afraid to cry My life changed Once I was willing to try I've been given many chances Now it's truly do or die. I'm doing what it takes so my daughter will never see me high. I'm doing what it takes so my daughter will never see me high. I'm doing what it takes so my daughter will never see me high. I'm doing what it takes so my daughter will never see me high. 
I'm doing what it takes so my daughter would never see me high.